Now, KMOX at your service. Welcome to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Now, here's your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. Oh, yeah, indeed. I took a short pause, little break. Uh, let Rick Wallace to bring you up to speed with the CBS News, the KMOX News. Oh, man. You know what? KMOX is one of the few radio stations that actually has a news department. I mean, everybody else just kind of spits out what, what some other guy said. Well, we have real news people here out on the road uh, running around looking for all the breaking news, uh, have all the network systems set up with texting of our eyes and ears, listeners out in KMOX listening land. I mean, it, it's really... It's it's a pleasure to be part of a professional organization, and uh, you know it. You're tuned in. This matters, and it all depends what you want. Um, you know, if you want it straight from the horse's mouth, this is where you get it. You get it right from the newsroom with breaking late news, and 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 that's you know Rick Wallace and the news people, and just how we're built here at CBS uh, and Cam Wex. Lots of things happening here. Um, my name is Scott Mosby. I am on the air for another two hours when we take you up to see the Cardinals whoop up again on the baseballville right here in town. Uh, the pregame show comes up with Alex Ferrario uh, right after the uh, uh, Helitech Home Improvement Show, and it's going to be the Baltimore Orioles taking it on a chin the day with the cards. Well, we we hope. I don't know. That's maybe, and that is not from the newsroom. That's from the big mouth of me. And you know, I happen to be a Cardinal fan. It's you know, people say, "Where are you from?" Oh, I'm from St. Louis. Hey, you guys like baseball? <laughs> yeah, we do like baseball. Uh, by the way, we like hockey too. Oh yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. So anyway, it, it's a cool town to be from. I like St. Louis Midwest. Um, I like the values. I like the people. I like the weather. You know, what's not to love? Phone lines for you, 314-436-7900, 436-7900, toll-free, 800-925-1120. I'm going to get to Ken here, a very patient caller from the last hour in just a moment uh, that uh, had a caller come in on the uh, design seminar, the exterior design seminar. Got some time. That's July 22nd, uh, 2017, Saturday, 1030, and that'll be out at Whitmore. Uh, let's get right to the phone lines. Fired up, get going. Bosco, you doing Okay. Yep, yep, he's good. 50,003 watts. Right for Ken. Ken, good afternoon. Welcome to lunch on KMOX, my friend. How can I help you? Yeah, thanks. Uh, on roof gutters, a uh, couple questions. Uh, do you recommend 4-inch uh, or 6-inch? And then um, leaf guard versus leaf filter, do you have anything you prefer there? Um, I like the hooded systems, frankly. Uh, I, I really do. The technology of the hooded systems, uh, if you have a screen, um, uh, then you're negotiating what plugs it up and what uh, gets covered over. A hooded system, uh, although all hooded systems have kind of a problem with icicles and buildup in the wintertime, some of that's related to actual you know, poor attic ventilation, believe it or not. Uh, but I like the hooded systems. I'm a fan of uh, LeafGuard. I'm I'm a fan of gutter helmet. You know anything. The, the hooded systems are mine because, frankly, the uh, two problems you have you have uh, problems with the icicles, which is a, a deal with a two story, and they get dirty. 
because the whole technology is as the water comes around and it hits the rounding curved front part of that hood, you know, right. uh, surface adhesion brings the water around following that metal and it drops straight down in your gutter. Uh, right. It matters who puts it in uh, because the discipline, there's a, there's a bad way to put in downspouts with a bunch of caulk gobbed up at the what's called the outlet tube or where the downspout uh, connects and then there's a dry connection so like in well my world is uh, the technology and the trade skills are paramount they're number one um, because skill matters and there's not a lot of it left over yeah. going around with the uh, aging uh, trades force so how's that for a long answer mr. Ken okay and and on four inch or six inch uh, is it worth paying extra to get the six-inch uh, gutters? Oh, that's an aesthetic question. They're actually five or six-inch. So five okay. OG, O-G-E-E, and that's the, that's the architectural te- terminology that describes the profile or K-style, like K is in K-M-O-X. Uh, K-style gutters are the standard gutters. Those come in five and six-inch. Um, the biggest ones you can get away with that look good on your house, if you have a small house and a, a semi-flat roof and you put a six-inch gutter on the on the end of that, you know, aesthetically, um, you know, you've got gutters that, that you, you see the gutters first. And yeah, and that's right. just not, you know, that that ain't right, you know, as we say down in the Ozarks. Um, yeah, um, um, occasionally when we get pretty good rains, uh, you know, we have a lot of water that overflows the gutter, so I'm thinking maybe uh, we've got the smaller ones on there now, and I thought, well, maybe going with a bigger one might help that a little bit. Don't know if that's a big concern or not. It is, but that's uh, there's a different op- option there, Ken. Uh, oftentimes, it's the not having enough downspouts. So if you have X amount of water coming into any volume gutter, uh, you double the downspouts, and homeowners are famous for, I don't want a downspout there, I don't want to see it. Right. Well, Mother Nature says, I do want it there because I'm just going to hit you with enough water to flood you. Uh, So so you can actually take to a five inch gutter and add another downspout uh, in a, in a, you know, strategic location close to valleys, you know, where you have Mm -hmm. high flow. So if you've got a valley that comes in and then 15 feet to the right or the left, that's where the downspout is. You've got a lot of water flow to get down there and the gutter can actually build up and flood over before the water gravity flows down to the downspout. So uh, keep in mind, we commonly will recommend adding downspouts. And keep in mind, you can also add the larger size. A standard size downspout is two by three that goes with a five-inch gutter. You can also, with some magic, and this is taking some extra trade skills, you can put the larger size downspout, the three by four, onto a standard size gutter. And it looks a little weird, because, but you have a big hole in the bottom of that gutter, and I promise you the water will come out fast. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, so, I mean, before you spend on all new gutters, you know, it, it you may be able to just add some. Di- I mean, just go out there with a cup of coffee. Most of this stuff is common sense. The laws of physics haven't changed in a long, long time. So, okay. you know, so. Yeah, good, good, good point. Thank you, yeah. All right, Ken. Thanks for holding. Thank yep. you for your patience. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye, Bye now. There you go. There you know, a lot of ways to get things done, and uh, I appreciate Ken being open to that. And, and um, I mean, you know, experience counts. I love this stuff. 
Um, and there are some there are some things you have to spend for to get the added value. And there's some things that by limited of experience and knowledge, you know, like just put a second downspout on or use bigger downspouts or do a better job of connecting a dry tube. In other words, don't gob up a big uh, mound of caulk around the outlet tube where the downspout connects so that the water holds, you know, three-eighths of an inch of uh, – the gutter holds three-eighths of an inch of water all the time. Oh, yeah, you know, now we're talking about mosquitoes and we're talking about, you know, some nasty viruses that mosquitoes carry because of your downspout and the trade skills and, you know, how your gutters are connected. Yeah, I'm, I'm not kidding here. Uh, housing is health. Health is housing. And if you have any kind of ailments, sometimes it has something to do with where your structures are, where those people spend their time. And in the hot of the summer and the cold of the winter, we spend more time indoors and we can wind up with some ailments. 314-436-7900, toll free, 800-925-1120. I'm going to give Bosco a little break here. He's been cranking it out, man. He's doing great right here on KMOX. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, KMOX. Those fasteners from first hour for the decks were Ledger Lock and Fasten Masters. Those were the Ledger fasteners for uh, Derek calling in about the rebuilding together for the Vietnam veteran uh, and uh, how to build that deck upright. Uh, stay tuned. Lots more going on. Let's get to uh, Bill, see what's cooking. Hey, Bill, welcome to Lunchtime on KMOX, my friend. How may I help? Thanks, Scott. Uh, appreciate uh, your work and, and your program. It's it's awesome to listen to. Hey, what I've got, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I've got a small bathroom, like about six by ten, uh-huh. uh, that I'm getting ready to remodel. And one of the things I was curious about was when I take the tub out and and open up the walls, taking the tile off and all that. I'm not sure whether I have insulation. Number one on the exterior walls, but I did want to put insulation into the wall. Um, So one of the things before putting on the cement board, I'm wondering, can you put plastic over that, or is that a good idea? I mean, it seems like I've heard pros and cons to that. Uh, Yes, you can, and no, you shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, uh, Think of it as a wet wall, Bill. Uh, here's a couple of things. Number one, uh, uh, where do you live and, and how, what's your house? Is it a frame house or brick veneer? Yeah, I'm, it's, uh, I live in Crestwood. It's a 19, built in 1960 ranch house, brick veneer. Okay. Uh, you're going to open up that wall, pull the uh, maybe even plaster off in 1960. Um, at your tile and plaster, you'll come down to the studs. In those studs, you'll find probably some rock wool in it uh, right. and or maybe fiberglass even. Those are both good choices for fiberglass insulation. However, that tends to be a cold wall, especially if it's on the north side of the house right um i like spray foam or rigid foam i like something with a higher r value per inch um but i will say that uh the roxel r-u-r-o-x-u-l is a new version of rock wool which is spun limestone um and and it'll it and fiberglass can generally take moisture in and will uh get rid of the moisture out that's why you don't want any plaster on there and why 
um, a cement wall, basically mm. your cement board, and then your ceramic tile or whatever surface you go on with, uh, so that you know the moisture will get into the wall cavity, and the moisture then can leave the wall cavity as well. It can dry itself through the brick on the outside or through the tile on the inside, believe it or not. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And and what was that stuff called? Roxul? R-O-X-U-L. That's the inexpensive. But if you can afford it and you're willing to do it, I would spray foam that whole thing full just because you can and get an R30 exterior wall surface on it. Uh, this is where the money matters. It'll so cost that, you four or five hundred bucks on, you know, a spray foam canister from, you know, one of the big, I think uh, Home Depot has them. Right. You know, but it, it's worth it. Uh, it it's pricey. Uh, but you'll never get another chance at insulating that wall. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, it's like, okay, I'm not going to do this again for for at least my lifetime. Right. Uh, but right. so, okay, well, that makes sense then. I didn't know that they made just a spray that you could put in there, so that, that would probably be the way I'd want to go then. Yeah, one thing I do want you to make sure is an open cell foam. Uh, the closed cell is okay, um, but uh, the open cell actually will get wet and get dry. Open cell means the moisture comes in and out of it. Closed gotcha. cell means they're all little bitty bubbles, and it's kind of a waterproof, but it won't uh, it won't take up moisture, but it also won't let the stuff pass through. I, I would prefer on a breathing wall to have open cell, but closed cell's okay too. My first choice would be open. So and 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 so basically, like I say, you would spray that in there, then you'd put your cement board on there, but definitely not put any kind of plastic. Right. Uh, on top of those studs and then put the cement board on. Absolutely. And you're going to have to spray that foam on. It's, you're going to get it on the surface of the studs. You're going to have to cut it off with almost a handsaw so right. that your cement board comes back into plane on those two-by-fours. Sure. Uh, you'll figure it out. But, again, it's just, man, with all the labor you're going to put into this thing, you know, a little more insulation for the next 50 years is probably a good investment. Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all about, uh, I'll spend the money. You know, it's like, I'll do it once and be done with it. That's all I want. <laughs> right on. No rocket science there. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. And, uh, oh, by the way, go Cougars. You know, I understand you're an old Cougar. Is that right? Right on. That's right. It's been a long time since they threw me out after high school, but uh, sometimes they let me come back and I, you know, wave, and they're nice to me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks for the info. Appreciate uh, it. All right, Bill. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye now. And there we go. He uh, alludes to my high school lineage. You know, where did you go to high school? I'm an Afton boy. My claim to fame is I went to high school, actually acted with John Goodman. And I'm one of the saps that said, John, you'll never be able to feed yourself. You know, when he was heading off to, you know, college at the time. It's like, wow, you're going to acting, really? And to me, you know, he was a football star. Uh, That's, you know, John Goodman was a jock. He just part of this, you know, Afton for me, football team and track team, I was part of the track, and, you know, that's how I put myself through college was uh, pole vaulting, actually. So, uh, anyway, a lot of fun. Let's see what's cooking here with uh, Billy. Hey, Billy, Scott Mosby here, Lunchtime Camwex. How can I help? Yes, uh, Scott, um, we have a flagstone sidewalk, mm-hmm. yep. like the level of the house, and it goes down a, a slope into, like, the basement. Okay. Walkout basement. All right. And we bought this house, and it was that way. The filler between the flagstones, it looks like a, a mortar or something like that. Yeah. It has been cracking and popping up. Um, how can we fix that? We've heard some people say screen, but that doesn't always work. Mortar, they'll keep on popping, or the polymer sand. And we don't know if this 
water and snow in the wintertime would freeze and it'd pop back out. So what are our solutions? Uh, you're getting some pretty good uh, advice there, but you're getting an array of it. Uh, number one, Billy, um, your flagstones are like pavers. So uh, they will they will ride up and down with the soil. When it gets really cold in the winter, the soil, the moisture freezes in the dirt. Dirt expands, lifts up your patio, cracks all the joints between your flagstone uh, pay, uh, walk uh, stones. So cracks are coming. Uh, trying to uh, keep the cracks from com- coming will not uh, pay. You, you just, it, it, Mother Nature is going to win. Uh, that's where you can either mortar it with sand and cement as long as you're okay with those cracks developing. The other thing is the uh, lock sand with uh, kind of the binder in it is a paver solution to where you just kind of sweep dry sand in and then you uh, kind of spray it down. Um, so it's kind of like dry in place um mortar for the tuck pointing but either way those cracks will always come back you'll do this every couple years anyway or else you pull it all up you pour four inches of concrete and then you lay the stone down and then you do this every four years instead of two years you know it's just a it's just a a a cold freezing heaving sidewalk so the less investment you put into um and expectations you put into this walkway the better so i I would do lock sand i'd scrape it out and get down to about an inch inch and a half thickness or something like that and i'd put the lock sand in with the understanding that i'll just be back in two years you know every couple of years to do this okay well thank you very much (laughs) you're welcome i know it may not be the answer you wanted but that's how mother nature works right or just pour a concrete sidewalk that slopes down yep yep that's uh uh again stone down in the soil absorbs moisture um will uh, on the north side in the shade without sun will also grow uh mildew mold and um uh, you'll get a, a moss on it which can get slippery so it's a high maintenance thing beautiful nothing more beautiful than mother nature but by golly stone is a very porous material Okay, well, thank you, and you have a good weekend. All right, Billy. Bye now. Bye. All right, home improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. Uh, My home team or my Monday through Friday job is Mosby Building Arts. We are architects and designers. Um, You hear me talk about subcontracting and all that. Uh, We have very few trade partners. Uh, We self-perform as much of the work as we can. We are heavy into training because I want people to know what they're doing. Um, you're listening to me. You know what matters, or at least what matters to me, on getting things done right and get it done the, the right way the first time. So that's kind of our thing at Mosby Building Arts. We design, build, meaning we take the project from the very beginning of the design all the way through to the uh, construction, installation, and even the warranty beyond. Uh, because really, we want you know clients for life. We do this right, and we're going to wind up with friends. I have friends that are. Old, old, old friends, even some from my dad, my dad's time that, uh, golly, they're in their 90s and they're still proud of Mosby Building Arts and loving to see it. Uh, we're going to take a short pause here on KMOX. Stay tuned. Got some good stuff for you coming right up. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. 
All right, Bosco, turning out 50,000 watts. This is University of Camwex. Stay tuned. We're taking you all the way up till 2 o'clock. A great day. This is the Helitech Home Improvement Show. And at 2.10, that's right after news, weather, and sports. At 2 o'clock, it'll be the Cards pregame show. Alex Ferrario bringing you all the warm-ups for that. And then 3 o'clock right here, the Cards take on Baltimore Orioles at Oriole Park at Camden Yards. John Rudy, Rick Hortner, the call. And then Alex Ferrario takes us out of that in the post-game show right here. So we've got an hour and a half. We've got, we're only halfway through the Helitech Home Improvement Show right here on X. Scott Mosby at the helm, and we are navigating pretty well so far. Let's see what's up with Jim. Jim, good afternoon. Lunchtime on X. How can I help, sir? Hi, how you doing? Fantabulous, my friend. How are you? I'm good. I'm right good. On. I have got architectural shingles on my roof for 10 to well, 15 years, they didn't show any signs of those dark streaks. Yeah. And then in the last couple of years, it's really gotten pretty ugly. Yeah. Um, I've heard advertisements that they can clean it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, how effective is that? How long does it last? Or uh, Jim, that uh, material on your shingles is a mold. It's kind of a mildew, um, and it just grows. It it uh, those organic um, granules on your shingles. That and the asphalt material actually hold the moisture. This stuff, I think it's called Gloeo acapsma magma. That's what it really is, and it just has a solid to it. So rinsing and scrubbing your shingles with a plastic bristle broom, very soft plastic, uh, but it's pretty much a bleaching of the roof and pressure washes only for the volume of the water so it can be properly done as well with a garden hose although it's hard to get enough water out there to really put that on Uh, but long and the short of it is it's primarily bleaching of that rinsing it down Uh, it is effective it only lasts about two years, maybe three, because what really is causing it is the tree limbs are down too low or it faces north. You know how moss grows on the north side of the tree because it never gets any sun or some, generally wind. It's the same problem with your roof shingles. So, yes, it does work, can be done professionally, um, but it only lasts a few years. Because I'm not, I'm not getting on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> You're right on, brother, you and me both. Um, I've heard that you can put copper strips up to the top or something of that nature. Yeah, yeah. And Uh, that helps prevent it? Yes. um, If you go out to your roof um, and you have any stacks or flashing, any galvanized steel, uh, not aluminum, but galvanized steel sheet metal, the stuff that rusts, or a lead boot that covers the flashing boot, as we call it, which wraps over the top of your um, plumbing pipe coming out of the roof, um, that has enough zinc in it. The lead has a, a, a chemical that it gives off and zinc is the actual material in the galvanized metal or steel. And that zinc strip is what causes or kills that um, buildup of that mildew and mold. So that's why you'll see black roofs on a white roof maybe, and then streaks of no black coming down from that flashing. And it's because of zinc or copper. Um, And back, you know, when I was a kid, my dad used to nail up 
copper strips underneath the top ridge cap or galvanized strips to where it would stick out about half an inch. Um, now in shingles, they uh, have uh, mold or mildew controlled shingles, but they only guarantee them about, a y about 10 years, you know, so that's the ticket. You can get new shingles, it'll go away, or these galvanized strips. The problem is you have to pull off all the, you know, the caps, put this material on. It's pretty unusual, so not very many people know about it, uh, and it costs you a bunch, and, you know, generally for the cost of that, you can wash your roof a couple of times, so it's you know, financially how you want to do it. And, and as well, now with, uh, you know, uh, you have to have these workers up there that are tied off properly so they don't fall, injure, or kill themselves and, and you know, workman's comp and all that. So getting your roof cleaned isn't necessarily a real cheap date either. Um, does the mold harm anything? Not really. It, it tends to, the, the, the persistent moisture, the, you know, it, it will limit the years. If you have moss growing on your shingles, that's bad uh, because the problem is, is that the moisture sits in those granules, then the dirt connects to the moisture, then the mold connects to the dirt, and then the mold builds up with more solids. So you wind up with a a solid buildup residue that then holds moisture against your shingles all the time, and that constant moisture is what short cycles the life of your shingles. So yes, it does, but pretty minor on the black stuff. It's when you get fuzzy things growing that's bad. I've got a little bit of that right on a side that never gets sun. Yeah, and and that's the example. I mean, mold, mildew and moss grows on the north side of the trees. Same thing that, you know, you clean it off and three, four years later, you're going to have it again. You'll also see it on uh, some sidings as they get older and porous and the paint starts opening up on a steel siding or aluminum. Even vinyl siding gets more open pores and then you'll get this green black stuff growing on the side of the house. And that's just, you know, Mother Nature's version of moss on the north side of trees. Well, it hasn't grown on my log house. Right on. There you go. Wow. Well, you know, again, there's enough. It must be the right kind of um, sap on that wood coming out. So, you know, you know, there's a way, to, a lot of ways to get that accomplished. We've used some pretty expensive stuff to coat, coat it with. And there you go. By a company that just does log houses. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, Jim, that's kind of the answer for the shingles. Yes, you can. It will come back. Um, you can put strips on the roof. And, and as you drive around, I mean, these are things that, you know, uh, myself and the Mosby crew, we drive around town. We can tell this stuff at, you know, 40, 50 miles an hour driving past somebody's house. That one's poorly flashed. They have reverse flashing on top of the windows. You know, there's the flashing boots on the, sh you know, plumbing pipes. That's what's causing the white parts on that heavily uh, mildewed roof, et cetera, et cetera. Do you have time for one real quick one? Yeah, if you make it quick. Uh, I've heard them called architectural nuts, barrel nuts, and sex nuts even. Um, do you know where you can get those? Uh, yeah, there's a, basically you're looking for a um, architectural hardware supply. Uh, there's a Bayer Supply, B-A-E-R, down on Fen Park, uh, where the old Chrysler plant used to be, down on Highway 44 by Fabic Tractor. Um, there, places like that will have barrel nuts, specialty hardware. Uh, Fastenal is a wholesale uh, fastener, but you just need to get out of the retail end into performance hardware, and you can find barrel nuts. They're called sex nuts because they're male and female, so that's how they 
You so know. that's bear architectural? B-A-E-R. It's just like a, a bear. Um, it, it's where cabinet maker guys buy their wholesale supplies, hinges and fasteners. Okay. All right. Yeah, and it's available online. I mean, you can type in a B-A-E-R dot com or Bayer Supply, and, and it'll take you right there. Sounds great. Thank you for your help. Okay, Jim. Take care. Home Improvement, KMOX, University thereof. Scott and Bosco here at your service. 50,000 watts. Bosco's doing the work, and I just get to talk. And now, back to the Helitech Waterproofing Home Improvement Show. Once again, your host, Scott Mosby on KMOX. All right, back together we are here. And for Jim, who was looking for barrel bolts or what's called sex bolts sometimes, uh, Rockler, R-O-C-K-L-E-R, is a retail place. Uh, they, they're in uh, uh, shopping centers. Rockler Supply, you can look that up online too, and they will have unusual things like that. And that's more geared toward more the homeowner, um, but you know the others will have it as well. But Rockler, is, you can go there Saturdays and Sundays. They have regular hours. They're just a little more approachable than uh, a wholesale house, which tends to have, uh, you know, Monday through Friday hours. Uh, let's see what's cooking here and talk with Ruth. Hey, Ruth, Scott Mosby, welcome to Lunchtime at Camo X. How can I help you? Hi, thanks for taking my call. Yes, my husband installed some paver stone patios about 20 years ago, mm-hmm. and the first time he sealed it, the sealant lasted about seven years. Mm-hmm. And since then, uh, the second time he did it, it lasted about two years, and then he recently did it and lasted about two months. So... Uh, that's the way of the world. Uh, that So goes the uh, paver stones. This is the porosity of those stones, how quickly they absorb moisture. Likewise, painting the exterior of a house or a surface is the same. You know, the first paint job lasts 7 to 10 years. The second one lasts 5 to 7. The third one lasts, you know, 3 to 5. And then eventually you're painting this thing every year and it's time to replace the siding. So you're pretty much... Um, citing the normal life cycle of any material, especially man-made, that, okay. you know, you, you know you're, you're kind of where it is. Now, the other side of it is how much uh, preparation is there, like any other coating. So power washing and, and cleaning those pavers. But when you have pavers down in the soil, you mm-hmm. know, on the ground, the hydration or the moisture just wicks up through the ground. And, and frankly, you know, four or five years ago, we're in the middle of a drought. So you weren't fighting much moisture trying to come through those pavers and push that sealer off from the bottom underside. Um, now we're, you know, getting 10, 11 inch rainfalls in one day and, you know, everything leaks as well as we're boiling off those uh, sealer surfaces on concrete and stone and pavers and everything else faster because we just have a lot of under soil, underground moisture. So, Ruth, you're just kind of into the dance. That's uh, I don't have any real magic for you. So, um, so you don't recommend one product over another? Not really. It's it's more the system, you know, Mother Nature's undefeated. I mean, you know, it's like your skin and my skin. 20 years ago, it behaved very differently and it required a whole lot less care. Now, after all those years of sunlight and wind and, you know, abrasion, you know, it takes just a little bit, you know, it, it doesn't perform this. Well, likewise, that 
patio, that skin that's been laying outside for 20 years, man, it does not perform the same as it did 20 years ago. So, so this should be like this. Sounds like it's going to be a regular maintenance kind of item yearly. Yeah, too. yeah. You know, it, it isn't, and there's nothing really wrong. Uh, you know, and and frankly, uh, are you trying to make it with a wet look, uh, Ruth? Is there something you're trying to achieve with that? Well, really, it would be nice when we first when he first did the patios. We had no weeds. Yeah. So I mean, he's resanded and resealed. So that's probably the. It would be nice if it had the wet look. Yeah. But it'd be even nicer if we didn't have the weeds growing in there. Well, that's just part of it. Uh, if you can keep the birds from flying and pooping on your uh, pad, <laughs> on, on your, I, I mean, that's it. You know that that's how Mother Nature gets seeds around and and the weeds uh, drop and they blow and all the rest so i have a beautiful paver driveway which i'm very pleased with and it takes maintenance because it's got you know thousands of little cracks in there and okay. and nothing really wrong it's just getting older and every three to four years i have to you know pull the sand out put new lock sand in there which is primarily not the sand that the, the patio driveway doesn't care but you know the weeds do and you called it lock sand, L-O-C-K? Yes, ma'am. And it's it comes from a paver supply, and there's a little bit of acrylic mixed in there. There's a little bit of binder, and the lock sand is very irregular, jagged pieces of sand that literally grip to each other like an interlocking rock stone. That's okay. why it's called lock sand. It's just so irregular. There aren't any smooth surfaces, and it just you know, binds to each other. It it sets up into what to you and me would look like low-grade concrete when it's brand new. And you think, wow, that's just like mortar. Well, three years later, you know, it's pretty well ground up. I, I, I can't verify this. I think originally you used something called Merrimack sand. Am I... Yep. That's, okay. Orange that's sand. Not- and that and that's a fairly irregular sand. Merrimack is a very famous sand worldwide because it is irregular, but it's not, you know, it's not the white color. So if you want that, that works out fine. But, you know, it doesn't matter what kind of sand it's, you know, it's a, it's a maintenance. We're trying to fool Mother Nature and she's still undefeated. Yeah. And where would you buy the lock sand? Um, lock sand comes from a paver, wholesale paver supply, Kirkwood material, places where you can buy pavers. Uh, lock sand might even be at some of the big boxes, that sort of thing, Ruth. Okay. And I have to tell you, I'm, I'm a St. Louis girl, but I have never had an occasion to be at Afton High School. And I just happened to be there last night. Oh. And I saw your picture on the hall of, on the wall of fame. Well, so thank congratulations. you. Congratulations. All right. Take Thanks care. for your help. Bye now.